What's up and welcome back to another episode, a very special episode of the Jacob Eliasson podcast. I say it's a very special episode because for lack of a better way to put it, this kicks off my hobby for the next eight weeks, making podcasts, because I am working from home. I've canceled most of my in-person meetings more than likely going to ultimately cancel all of my in-person meetings for the foreseeable future. Um, and I'm home all day. So when I get done with other work that I have to do, what better way to spend my time than to grow the podcast I was already starting to work on. So before we get to today's episode, my name is Jacob, by the way, I'm the host of this here podcast, and I will continue to be the host. And hopefully sometime over the next eight weeks of isolation i can have some guests on here but for now it's just me i'll be your host and i'll guide you through these trying times so right before i sat down to start recording i looked outside my dog was going absolutely berserk and normally that means there's a human outside and uh, i look out the window and there are three orkin trucks across the street at my neighbor's house and uh if you're not familiar with Orkin, that's pest control services, and um, as far as I understand. And I've had Orkin come by my house a couple times for pest control services, um, but three truckloads of them never showed up. And so I'm standing here in the living room about to sit down and record this podcast wondering why in the world is this taking three pest control people? One of them had a tie on. He... My thought was, this guy has a tie-on. This is like, I don't know, this is maybe like the supervisor over this situation, which tells me what type of pest needs three, you know, fully grown humans uh, to to conquer. And um, considering I'm home all day for the foreseeable future, I just don't really want to think about that on top of everything else. Uh, So considering there's, I don't know, existential existential crisis uh, kind of on my mind. Um, I really don't want to be worried about rogue raccoons and rats and snakes or whatever would cause um, all three of these trucks to be here. So with that being said, I'm going to be podcasting a lot in the near future. I'm going to be writing a lot in the foreseeable future. So if you want to hit me up, jacobeliason.com, J-A-K-O-B-E-L-I-A-S-O-N.com. Hit me up. You can drop your email on the right side of the page uh, and you get any, any column that I write, cause I'm going to be writing a lot too. Uh, you can get that and I'll let you know when I have a new episode drop. Uh, you can also just subscribe to the show here and it'll send you a push notification on your phone that you're already going to be staring at because we have nothing to do in our free time now that we can't leave the house. So just do that and it'll let you know exactly when I drop a new one. Um, so really there's, I know there's a lot of folks at home that are going to be working from home and spending their free time at home and, not leaving and not going out to eat and not going to do anything for a while. Um, and considering that might get worse, you know, um, I'm just trying to make the most of this opportunity for other people who may be feeling kind of alone and isolated. Um, you know, I'm fortunate that I have my wife, uh, to be involved with every day and she works from home now is working from home now too. So, um, we get to spend time together, but I know that's not necessarily the case across the board. So I want to make the most of this opportunity and at least let you have a friend to talk to or to listen to talk about massive beasts across the street at my neighbor's house that caused three pest control trucks to come and solve it. 
And based on the most recent updates that I've seen regarding the situation and how aggressively we're moving forward, you know, I don't think eight weeks is unreasonable uh, to be in this, you know, self or social distancing and quarantine type situation. Um, And so I'm probably going to be doing this a few times a week, you know, writing and podcasting a few times a week, depending on how this first couple weeks goes. Maybe I might be able to move to once daily. It depends on there's a lot of factors that go into that, but I have the time now. So, you know, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, I started this project to be a creative project and a challenging project. And so this just opens up the door really for uh, me to enjoy coming up with different things to talk about all day, every day. And uh, hopefully it'll be better than like ESPN. So maybe you'll give me 20 to 30 minutes of your time. So what I want to do today is because it's the most like I have to talk about it. Right. I have to talk about the pandemic that is sweeping the entire world right now. Um, But I want to talk about it in a manner of just kind of like letting you guys know where my head's at on this whole thing. Just generally my thoughts as we move through this process that has happened literally a week. Right. So it all really just still feels like a bizarre Internet thing that everyone joined in on. You know, because of how I consume news and because how um, it all unfolded for me and for others that I associate with and people in my life, it just kind of just seemed like this social media thing that just kind of happened. And um, that's where I learned about it. And that's kind of where it just kind of gained traction. And now literally stuff is shutting down. Uh, Like when the NBA shut down, I was like, okay, what is going on? And right at this point, I hadn't put that much research into it. I really didn't know the severity of it, mostly because I didn't really hear about it a lot in the ways that I consume news and media and things like that. Obviously, you see it pass by every now and then, but you know nothing on the front of um, this is what's about to happen. And so, in the last couple of months, you've seen that more. But um, you know, the NBA shut down. It just still all doesn't feel real, right? I mean, you got countries on lockdown. And like in America, we're not on lockdown. We're being advised to stay home and and distance ourselves from people. And um, there's a lot of people still not uh, agreeing with that idea. Um, But we have multiple countries on lockdown. Like places like like the Taj Mahal and Bourbon Street are closing. You know what? I have no idea why I chose those two things to be the comparisons here. The Taj Mahal and Bourbon Street. Interesting. But I saw a picture of... Times Square. It was empty. It's bizarre. That's like the fastest moving part in the United States. Maybe. Don't fact check me. But anyway, it's cities on lockdown. It's countries on lockdown. It's people just like hiding out. And that is bizarre. That is crazy just to to wrap my mind around that I'm living in the middle of this. And, uh, you know, the way this is moving, the world is probably going to stop moving for a couple days. Not physically. But it may pause for a week. Everything may be shut down for a week. And that's just insane to think about. There's so many repercussions that could come from that, you know, and, and that's just, it's, it's, it's worth discussing because it's worth thinking about and understanding and considering all the different ways that this could impact, you know, not just you inside your house, but everything and everyone everywhere. So, you know, so, you know, I want to make it clear that 
we're obviously to the point where it's a real thing. And my main thought is just like, there are very professional people who are advising on this. Like the world health organization is like the one organization in charge of this entire thing. Like that's the one person that we should listen to. And if they're saying to distance yourself, I would advise to do that. And it's worth knowing that it's real. It's worth knowing that it's going to be here for a minute. And so I'm trying to make the best of this opportunity and let's, Talk about something a little more light, okay? Because it's bizarre. It's crazy. It feels surreal. It feels like I'm in like a, almost like a, a movie or something like that. And But it's real. And it's worth making sure that that is stated so that we can all come together and figure this thing out. But let's get to something a little bit more light. Because the other thing I can't wrap my head around is toilet paper and why toilet paper is the, the thing that's flying off the shelves. And, you know, day one, day two of this whole deal, when it started happening, I was saying it and I didn't really know if people were agreeing with me. I was just like, Hey, I don't get it. Why toilet paper? What is toilet? Why, why are we getting toilet paper in the midst of all this, especially hoarding it? And then day three, day four, everyone's like, Oh yeah, that doesn't make much sense at all. And now you're seeing it across the media. I'm not saying that I started it, but I certainly wasn't a bandwagon in this idea. But I thought about it, okay? I thought about, you know, this entire situation with buying bulk with stuff and buying up all the, you know, sanitary stuff and buying up this and that and grabbing it in bulk. And I was just thinking about this whole process, right? And, um, Mostly because I have a buddy who works in uh, e-commerce and it's one of the big distributors warehouses. He works in like the fulfillment of e-commerce, one of the channels that distributes tons of major basic goods and, and stuff throughout the country, right? And so I thought about what happens and, you know, I'm thinking about people going into the store and buying in bulk and then it's kind of just out of uneducated panic, right? I don't know what's happening but I got to go get all the toilet paper in case we're locked up inside forever. Just like, okay, uh, I don't understand why toilet paper is the thing to go to. So it's just uneducated panic. They think health and I guess toilet paper is the one thing that, I, I, again, I don't understand. And then what happens is they get made fun of online. People start social shaming people who are buying that stuff in bulk. So then what happens is other people see that and they're like, ooh, I ain't trying to get blasted for this. I ain't trying to get caught in a picture. I'm going to order it online. And so they go to Amazon or they go to walmart.com or they go to one of these massive retailers that is, has them for sale on there. And then they buy them in bulk through there. So then what happens is these people who are panicking so that they can stay at home are now making decisions that throw other people out of the opportunity to be able to go and be home and be safe and get rid of this stuff. And so it's this weird, crazy, odd, messed up, but like super obvious process of how this all is working. It's, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's just odd how people react to certain things. Also, I can't wrap my head around why there's not a shortage of cheese dip. I've gone to the grocery store like three times in the middle of all this. And every single time there's been just plenty of cheese dip, 
which is great for me. Uh, I just wasn't expecting there to be cheese dip. So, you know, if you're going to be locked up inside, you need, you know, you need a little, a little cheese dip, especially here in Memphis where we have ponchos. It's fantastic. So something else that has really been on my mind as this situation moves forward is how um, thankful and appreciative I am to have the internet in my life, like that I live again in this time where all this is happening. And during the middle of it, we have the internet and we have social media. Um, and it's something that in situations like this, we probably take for granted. Um, but we literally have access to this information in real time. We have access to know how many deaths are being reported and how many new cases are being reported in real time. And with all of the news outlets and all of the reporters and all of the writers and all of everyone out there today, you can literally can learn as much information about the entire situation as soon as it is released. Like never in history has the American public been able to access good and trustworthy information from high-level, incredible people at this scale this quickly in history. Never. But now, not only do you have that, but it's in the palm of your hand, right? You can get it immediately, wherever you are, on whatever device is in your hand. And that's the crazy part. And really, when you think about that, it plays a huge role in this. Like, it is a massive advantage for us as people in the wake of a pandemic like this because we have access to that. We can be educated. We can know how to react quicker than, I mean, imagine if we were writing pen and paper. Imagine if we lived in the time period where we were writing pen and paper and mailing it via horse and buggy, you know, to brace the country for some worldwide virus. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm saying all this because I realize how important the internet play, plays in our life a long time ago. I realize how important you know, it is in our everyday lives and how important it can be moving forward um, and how important it can be to any individual from a career standpoint. Um, but this kind of put that into perspective of how valuable it is right now to be able to access all that information. Um, and so the other thing there is Twitter is phenomenal right now. Social media is probably phenomenal in general um, based on your definition of phenomenal, I would say. Uh, my definition of phenomenal is Twitter is both very informative in real time with good information from trusted sources because I can I can determine that. And it's also hilarious uh, because now everyone's just on their phones all the time and they're all on Twitter and people got too much time on their hands and they're making hilarious content about random stuff. Last night I watched the Dude Perfect guys who... Uh, Dude Perfect is like the trick shot guys. And they did like a live, like a YouTube live three-point contest with like their people. Because they're all quarantined in the same, you know, compound. So they just were like, let's get in here and make this. So people are using it to their advantage to really create awesome stuff. Um, and it's hilarious. And Facebook is hilarious because I can just log in and see what, uh, what people have to say. And I'll leave it at that. So something else involving the COVID-19 coronavirus uh, situation that we've got going on here that I find interesting that I've been thinking about is 
how brands are going to be trying over the next eight weeks, 10 weeks to get their products and stuff in front of their market because lots of retail and stuff is shutting down. So people aren't going out shopping. They're not going into stores. They're not going out to eat. They're not, you know, doing any of those things. They're, they're, they're gearing up to be inside for a really long time and to be at their home for a really long time. And so I'm interested to see how brands are going to start trying to access their customers. And I think there's an interesting play there with a lot of the athletes considering sports is pretty much canceled until further notice. A lot of the athletes, a lot of celebrities and musicians who aren't doing shows and tours and things like that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited kind of to see how this influencer marketing game gets revved up through this process. And, you know, whether that's through podcasting or through social media, you know, ads and, you know, online courses and, you know, communities, what whatever. There's so many options that that these mass celebrity influencers have right now uh, to work with brands to access a market that's home um, and start really building audiences, quite frankly, um, and start, you know, building a big brand in the middle of all of this instead of trying to sell people on stuff and, and come in and try to get people to spend money while they're at home and just doing the right thing and just building, building a brand in the middle of all this. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And that kind of leads me into what I want to talk about next today. And, um, I've been, again, I am a marketer. I am highly interested in online marketing and business and sports and how business fits into sports and all of those things. And, um, so naturally things like this happen and I start thinking, I'm very involved on social media. So I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, what, what can happen here? Like what's, what's next? What do we want? And what do people on, what are people waiting for? And I got to thinking about this, like right now, every like big name in the NBA or a retired person with a big name or a current player, or, you know, these young guys, whoever, if you have a platform, they need to have a podcast right now. These guys have the resources to get this set up quickly. It's quick to set up and you would have all ears. NBA players, if you're listening, entertainers, if you're listening, if you set up a podcast right now and started talking to other people in your, you know, network of, you know, colleagues, you know, I would say if, you know, other NBA players, other entertainers that you're friends with, whatever, you know, you're going to have everybody's ears because they are waiting. And with the easiness of setting it up, you could set up video real quick and you could be on YouTube live and you'd have everybody watching you. And I mean, just think about, think about this is sponsorships and things would come. You would have brands accessing listeners and things through the NBA players. It would be crazy. Money would flow. It's a win-win all around. We've got content to listen to. Brands are getting in front of us and the NBA players got something to do. Think about this. How many hours would you spend? Like, okay, better yet. How many dollars would you spend, you know, for a pay-per-view audio of Dwayne Wade talking to John Morant about a game or breaking down game film or Hell, drinking wine together. I don't know if Jaws old enough. I think he is. Who cares? Who cares if he's old enough? I don't care. Prime time. How many hours would you spend listening to conversations like that just in the midst of this? With these guys just talking about how they're handling it. Again, they could 
I mean, they're at a point now where they could start live streaming during the day and they would have a mini reality TV show on YouTube by the time the season started back just because everyone is waiting on them to do something right now. Everyone is waiting on basketball to come back. Everyone is waiting on, you know, something. So much of the world revolves around sports and these guys have an opportunity. And this, again, doesn't, this could transcend the NBA. I think hockey players and NFL players and baseball players, anybody that has a platform like this would benefit so much from having a podcast or just starting to video the things they've got going on if they're comfortable with it while they're just inside and uh, they'd get so much publicity for it. They'd, you know, they'd get so many views on it. It'd be crazy. They'd make money and keep themselves busy and probably learn a little bit about business and how all that works, you know, while they're pretty much focused just on that. So I'm sitting on this idea, right? And I'm looking forward to talking about it today and, uh, been prepping some notes to really discuss how I wanted to dive into it. And lo and behold, if the most perfect thing, the most perfect thing that could happen in basketball Twitter came right out of the middle of nowhere, right before I started recording. And I'm going to explain what I saw and how fantastic this could be, not only for our need and desire for basketball content, for NBA to be back, but also maybe my desire as a cure for boredom while I'm here at home practicing social distancing. So, I present to you House Basketball. So, if you guys aren't familiar with the guy named Famous Los, um, I really don't know how to describe him other than uh, the funny basketball comedian. The funny basketball comedian on social media. He, like, makes fun of the players and, and does these cool, funny videos and, like, comes into the mirror and laughs about... Uh, things that happen in the NBA. And anyway, that's, that's the only way I know how to describe him. But anyway, he made a TikTok video um, of him like shooting a mini basketball into a clothes hamper across all across his house. Like there's a bunch of different places across his house. And in the, in the comment or whatever on the video, he's, he challenged John Morant to make one too. And he's going to call it the house hoops challenge. And let me tell you, this is what I am here for. In fact, I believe that it is very, very possible that I've been preparing my entire life, spent my entire childhood preparing to make videos of myself playing Nerf basketball indoors with TNT or NBA on TNT music in the background. I think that's very possible at this point now that I've discovered this. So I wanted to share that because that's awesome. Because if you're like me, you throw paper wads into trash cans, you throw, you know, anything into anything. I really just tried to come up with a couple of different comparisons, but all I could think of was like throwing stuff into the trash can and throwing stuff into the hamper. Like that's the only two things, but I've definitely balled up my socks before and played indoor basketball and indoor baseball. Um, I've used trash cans and volleyballs in the garage. So I am very much so here for house basketball and the house hoops challenge on Twitter and probably on TikTok and probably on Instagram too. And who knows? I may mess around and participate. Would you like that? Anyway, let's move on. You know, before I close here, I want to make sure that I brought this up. I feel obliged to say this. I feel like I have to. Given the more serious tone of some of my previous episodes and really the core of why I started this podcast and am continuing the way that I am in the first place. My alarm just went off. So I feel obligated to say this to you. Pick up a book and learn something, please, over the next few weeks. 
if it does if it's less than eight weeks fantastic if it's not if it's more well i don't want you to be like oh man it's over and i thought it was going to be less time and i wasted a lot and didn't learn anything and didn't apply anything to my life pick up a book learn something new over the next couple weeks Uh, it's going to be a time that was probably remembered as one of the slowest in history you know again kind of how the world may stop turning for a little bit and everybody's going to be cooped up in their homes for a really long time, probably, to flatten this curve with that disease. And uh, I'm just saying make the most of it. Make the most of that time. Learn something new. Invest in yourself while you have an insane amount more time and probably ability to do it. You know, tons of people working from home right now is probably, I hope, going to prove how beneficial it can be for productivity with employees. And business owners are probably going to see tons of other benefits from this process this just made them shift. And I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out in the workplace. But that means if you, if you get start working at home, your productivity level increases. Most people would say that the majority of, especially if you're in the business sector, or if you're in the financial sector, or, you know, some type of office job, you probably don't work eight hours nonstop. I get it. There's downtime. There's time where you spend going to the bathroom and things like that. It's just part of it. Working at home, you can shorten that time. You, you, you may have opportunities to spend time on things outside of work because you can get your work done in a more timely manner if your productivity is increased. Now that my rant is over about working from home and how good that can be, I say it again, start reading a book. If you need a book recommendation, I know you're not going to go to a bookstore, so you're, you're probably limited to what you got um, or audiobooks and ebooks, and that's fine. That's fine. You're going to be staring at your screen anyway. Just make the best of it. Get started somewhere. And uh, if you need a book rec, hit me up. I've got them. I've got book recs. Uh, you can probably the best way to talk to me is on Twitter at Jacob Eliason. And uh, you can shoot me an email. It's Jacob at Jacob Eliason.com. It's uh, and you can find that in the show notes. If you want to shoot me an email, I would be happy to give you some recommendations. And again, I'm going to be writing and podcasting multiple times a week right now, especially um, with the outlook on this whole deal. So, you know, I'd love for you to subscribe, you know, on your preferred podcast platform. That way you can get a little push notification every time a new one drops as we move through this pandemic together. And there's going to be a link in the description, sign up for my email list so that you can get notified of new episodes and new blog posts, um, and anything new that happens and maybe some random, you know, stream of consciousness thoughts, about certain things going on. Who knows? We're going to make this fun. We got a lot of time to work on it. We got a lot of time to spend together. And I'm glad I'm going to be spending it with you. Until next time, I'm out.